comics, movies, music, video games, technology, Blu-ray, television. This is the HHW LOD Podcast Network. The world we know is gone. No internet, no GPS, no text messages, no podcasts. In a world ruled by the dead, we are finally forced to start living. Hey, hey everybody. Welcome to The Walking Dead TV Podcast, episode 260. We are talking Fear the Walking Dead, season 5. Episode three was it Rustler's Gulch? No, Humbug's, Humbug's Gulch. Gulch. Yes. Humbug's Gulch. And as I was remarking to Aaron before the show, if that doesn't sound like a place in Red Dead Redemption. I don't know what does. <laughs> uh, joining me for this wonderful trek through Zombieland, and uh, we could see Dwight again, and all kinds of other fun stuff happened this episode. Are um, the man who is always out of radio range, Aaron? Can you hear me, Aaron? Do you copy? <laughs> well, uh, Aaron. Aaron, uh, are you there? Dwight. Aaron North. Daryl? Yes. And our own very own six-gun Sam himself, Mr. Daryl. I'm just looking for my wife. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, Why is Count Orloff cosplaying as Dwight this week? <laughs> I have no idea. You'd have to ask him. <laughs> He's been hanging out with Donnie too long. He likes to crossbreed uh, his uh, uh, imitations. I so, know. Uh, yeah, um, so Humbug's Gulch is the title, and uh, Coleman Domingo himself directed this episode. And I, yeah. It would have a nice style to it. I thought the, the light, the, a lot of the. Well, go ahead, I'm sorry. I was going to say, like, I, I didn't. I, I guess I just, like, I, I watched over, like, seeing, noting that, like, directing credit when I was watching the episode last night because thinking about it and I was like oh yeah he's not in this episode I was like oh yeah he directed it there you go it's, it's, mm-hmm. he was busy he was busy handling this this very westerny episode of the Fear of the Walking Dead hey, I was, I was going to say that it felt like a western it there was even there was like whistling on the score and everything it was yeah, great it did it totally did a video game too a western video game that's what I'm saying Red Dead Redemption you know yeah. it's very much had that, that you know tourist trappy name to it or whatever. Uh, Morgan, John, and June uh, clear out some uh, roadblocks, Walker roadblocks, uh, trying mm-hmm. to go after Al and the kids. Working with Alicia, uh, Lucy is marking the locations of the obstacle, and they figured out that they're forming a perimeter with these obstacles. Um, John and June go out of radio range, and then they, uh, before they go to take down the next roadblock, John says, whoever's on the other side of it must be serious people. You think? I don't know. They're making roadblocks out of zombies. What, what do you mean? So, June so, replies, we're serious people, too. Yeah. So so at this point, and forgive me, I, I wasn't able to, I wasn't on last week's episode, I wasn't able to hear last week's episode as of yet, but do, do you have suspicions of, like, who's putting up these roadblocks, like, at this point in the episode? I think we all think the kids are up to something, or we all have a theory that the kids are not those as they dang seem. kids. There's something um, with those but kids. But I don't think we tied that to that at this point. Fair enough, yeah. I, I was certainly curious, like, is it going to be another, like, well, it's like, we, we already have so much ever put into Dwight, so it's like, I don't think they'd do, like, another, like, surprise cast member returns kind of thing, so it's like, what else is happening? Is Max Headroom have, like, other people outside the his compound that we haven't gotten back to yet? Like, sorry, Matt Fewer, <laughs> Max Headroom. Um, 
who's been absent, right? We haven't seen much of that plot line since we started no, things. No, not really. Yeah. Not, other than that one episode he was in. I can I can think it's like is it yeah. isn't Max? I'm gonna keep calling him Max. Isn't Max Headroom supposed to be a part of the this, this series now? And you just haven't seen him in a, in a little bit. Yeah. No, okay. Yeah. So I, I was curious too, as far as who's setting up the roadblocks. But I'm like, well, these kids are awfully acting like they're not being specific about what the problem is, but they're all like they're always seem to be around at this point. So I was like, yep. it's they? like they're making it like it's some big thing, like the boogeyman is here. You don't want to be here, kind of thing. They they kept doing that. You know, yeah. like, the, you don't want to find out what's, you know. You don't want no part of this. You don't want no part of this. <laughs> you know, like, they kept doing that. Like, it was such a important thing for them to say that. Like It's, it's the kind of thing where my movie brain kicks in where it's like, well, we already have a big bad in the form of Matt Frewer's character back there. Mm-hmm. We have, like, Daniel over here. We have Dwight over there. So it's like. It's, are they going to introduce another threat? Like, or right. like, so it's like, what yeah. what other option is there at this point? Like, if it isn't a bad parent or evil you yeah. know, mentor, then mm-hmm. you know it's just them. There's it's radioactivity going on in this place. Like, what mm-hmm. other problem is going to be after when there's people hanging up guts and stuff to make bull roadblocks? Oh, My TV brain ex- kicked into the point uh, as far as like trying to figure out who's been putting up these roadblocks. Mm-hmm. It's just like process of elimination. You know, what I mean, like who who have we seen on screen that isn't you know. A main cast member, you know. What I mean, it's yeah. kind of like when you watch Law and Order, mm-hmm. and they talk to like two or three people, you know that one of those two or three people is going to be the suspect. You know. Yeah. So that's how I kind of like came to figure out who did the, doing the roadblocks or whatever. That's the exact problem the new Men in Black movie has as a tangent. <laughs> it's like there's only like five people in this movie, and we don't really have a key villain. Anyway, keep going. I'm sorry. Oh. Uh, someone starts shooting at them as they come out of the brothel. Um, there in this like uh, Wild West themed uh, amusement park where John used to <laughs> shoot actually at Six Gun Sam. So it's a theme park, uh, Wild West type thing. Um, this guy shoots out their tires, but it gets winged by John, and then um, the the guy gets to drop on John, and then he says, "Where is she?" And then June clocks him from behind. I like that team, you know, that teamwork, team spirit. Yeah, somebody yeah, so, said that last episode about them. Like, what's what's going on with John? They haven't done much with I John. I like them together. I think and June, uh, and yeah. this was good. This was this was like a perfect answer to your question. And that's where we learned that it's specifically Dwight. Like, we didn't necessarily know it was Dwight as of yet, right? Right. Like, I I feel like we probably all figured just because we know he's coming on the season and. Uh, like, yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, yeah. I I think I heard it on talking to. Oh no, I didn't. Oh. <laughs> That's cold-blooded, brother. Did we talk about that? Or was that we talked did. about we did, last we, week? Yeah, we talked last about last week. Last episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't know it was not on until you, you guys said it, because I stopped watching it a long time ago. I haven't watched it in seasons and seasons. Was there any speculation as to a reason? Was it due to more, like, more rating-related or more like, we just don't need to do it right now? <laughs> I, think there was a, I think we agreed it was like a combination of you know, Walking Dead doesn't have the thunderous buzz that it once had back when it necessitated a show like that. And I think they want to lead into Nosferatu more than they want to do this talk show. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I don't want to keep rehashing too much. So I just curious. No, it's cool. I think that's what those. It took us a while to come to those conclusions, though. So. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm sure Chubbs was, you know, bullshitting a lot anyway. So. Well, he, had to, he, had to get his no. quota, he had to get his quota of dick jokes in. You know. No. 
That's not, I don't sound like him. Uh, Dwight wakes up. Uh, he tells John and June that they had a car. He had a car at the end of the street they could take. But of course, they don't want to leave him behind. And Dwight says he's looking for his wife. Yeah, just leave me. Yeah, and then uh, Dwight tries to sacrifice himself so they can get away. Uh, only this time, only, you know, again, they won't let him do that. Um, they get this close to Dwight's car just for him to turn back and hop in John and June's vehicle with the flat tires. <laughs> he he is, does a lot of June kind of acting, like, just let me go. Just Yeah, you know, exactly, like we saw from her at the beginning of last yeah. season, yeah. It was a bit much, especially because it's like, Dude, you know, come on, like, calm down here. <laughs> like, exactly. It like, was, you do not need to shove yeah. yourself off the wall onto the, the overkill the awning yeah. and fall on the ground. <laughs> like, just leave me. It's like, okay. <laughs> like, like you Dwight, you were smarter than this. Yeah. Acting. Uh, it's walking acting. Now. You were, you're like, you got really dumb all of a sudden when you left her by yourself. It's acting. <laughs> I was only acting. Acting. Genius. Thank you. Um, heroes reach him over the radio and he tells them that he shot at them because uh, they'd been in the car last car that Sherry had been in um, mm-hmm. and every time she went to a new spot she left him a note but the car didn't have a note at this time so Shelly watch do we think that the actress is going to show up and play Shelly at some point or do, you, do, we, or do we think maybe this I is a lost cause you mean Sherry? Sherry oh, sorry yeah. I thought it was Sherry yeah Nah, I don't think so. I don't think she has to at this point. He's just gonna kind of obsess over it, you know. I I think he does it till the end, towards the end, and then they find out she's dead somehow. I I believe so too, and I kind of believe so because like we'd probably get like some flashback or Mm -hmm. like a picture in his wallet or something, but it seems like we're just kind of not doing that. That was Sherry. Which and not to get too into the speculation but it's like yeah. i mean if the actress didn't sign on for this show and she right. was only signed on for the other show then she wouldn't like need to lend her you know image to this show necessarily that kind of stuff so it's like we probably would have gotten more of like a connection with dwight and and, and yeah. her at this point yeah more, more like visually than just like you know him calling out her name over and over again and be like i need to find you he just felt like they needed to give him something some kind of Modus operandi, right? right. <laughs> kind of yeah. keep him, keep, keep his objective clear for the audience. Be like, oh yeah, that's the guy that wants his wife back. <laughs> right. Pretty much, everybody has a thing, right? Every character has a thing, yeah. and they, and they come on there, and that's his, that's his thing. We should note that this is way different from the comic version of Dwight, who. Well, for one thing, there's not a spin-off comic song no. Fear the Walking Dead by Robert Herman. <laughs> but, That's number one. But he's very one. much a present character in the Walking Dead, you know, the yeah. graphic novel, so much so that he's one of, like, t- you know, the top guys. Yeah. And, yeah. Like, at that point, yeah. like, following um, following all that war, like, he's still kind of very much around and very much a major presence as far as the plotting mm-hmm. going on. And like you say, a very different character than this take, you know. Yeah, yeah, I and I know you guys. Some of you guys were a little more warm to Austin Emilio's performance from the from the outset, and I was kind of like, I, I, in my eyes, I always thought he was. It just seemed like an older character to me, so it just that kind of threw, like that's how I pictured him in reading him in the comics. But like, what season was it? One of the of Walking Dead. He just grew on me. I do like what he does on that show. I, I, I want to see that come back here. Like, I think he's fine here, but yeah, I do think it's. A little over dramatic in his introduction, his reintroduction. He's really good at kind of playing a type. Cause, um, I saw this Blumhouse movie called Mercy Black. Oh, he's in that. 
that he was in. And uh-huh. it's pretty much, um, like him, uh, like Dwight, uh, like dialed up a little bit, like a little more on the <laughs> meter to the right. right. You know what I mean, right. but very much I liked this character and he played it well. So, well, yeah, I, I mean, I, I like him though, uh, but there's just, there is a thing when he's on this show, I see where they do with a, with a bunch of the characters where they stay in a certain mode a little longer than they need to. Yeah. Yeah. Even when everything points to them, you know, like, okay, change your course and they, and they're just adamant that they have to stay that way until something else happens and then they stop. That is something I noticed about this show specifically, where like, maybe just because we're worn down by The Walking Dead, so it doesn't appear to occur to us as much. But fear, it seems like everyone does have a kind of a very specific drive. Yeah. Like Alicia's now hardened. Like every scene yeah. is her being hard at everything. She holds propellers in her hands, and her hands bleed because of how hard she is on it. Right. Dwight, they made her a point Morgan of showing is, that. Yeah. yeah. Morgan is very much, Morgan's very much driven by his his path to righteousness. Uh, John is such a, he's a, he says he's a do-gooder. He wants to see the good in everybody. Like everyone leave in love. Exactly. Everyone has a, they're not necessarily playing archetypes, but they're certainly playing like yeah. a, a certain figure in their life. It's not one dimensional. Like I do think no. the cast is doing a lot with the material. That, I mean, this whole show has been strengthened. Even Strand, a little, even Strand this, this yeah. season so he's, far too. He's like, got some really, layers. I mean, yeah. I mean, the really good parts for me are seeing the way these characters bounce off, play off and play with each other. I mean, like you know, stranded, uh, stranded Daniel last episode. You know, it's a good mm-hmm. example. Yeah. You know, or or like or like this episode where you know Alicia talks to Morgan over the phone, you know, or about or the radio about her bloodlust. You know, about how mm-hmm. she's you know the difference between her like just wanting to tear people apart and wanting to do yeah, she's a ninja now. You can't yeah, stop her. Yeah. It's like Kitty Pride in the X Men. She's yeah, yeah. exactly yeah. that exact example. I um, I think it, what helps is that we've had Strand and Daniel and. And Alicia since season one at this point, and this is—I mm. mean, we're five seasons in, Jesus, <laughs> the show. And um, and then you have Garrett Dillahunt and Jenna Elfman, who are just—you know—they're just good actors. Like they already kind of have dialed into how to do these kind of things to begin with. So it, right. there's—it's not so much an adjustment for them. Where now we just have to be like, all right, Dwight's, Dwight's back. We got to find the group again with how he kind of functions in this TV series as opposed to the other TV series. Plus, they kind of struggled with where Morgan fit into everything for a little bit here. Yeah, sure. I mean, it, so yeah, the same, have same, same, thing. same, yeah. same kind of growing kind of, pains issue mm-hmm. with the, with Dwight. Another side note, because I wasn't on last week, I was very sad that Morgan lost his stick. That made me very upset. I know. <laughs> okay. I thought she was going to be able to fix, you know, to save it or something. Or the way he kept asking, idiot. the way he kept asking about, it, like, can I have my stick back? It's like it's yeah. porous, dude. Like it's radioactive. You can't have it. It's like, oh no. <laughs> it's like when like someone loses a hand. I'm like, that's a part of him. You can't yeah. just. Take Why take it away? away? <laughs> I take it away. What a weird thing the writers came up with. He yeah. has to lose his stick this season. <laughs> so now he walks around this episode with like a piece of like aluminum. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's not the same. Yeah. He'll get it at the end of the game. I'm sure he'll find like some blessed tree that's in the golden light or right. something and knock the branch off. And <laughs> car. I'm going to be carving this. He'll get bonus points. He'll find he'll, it somewhere. He'll get hit he'll by lightning bonus. and a part will fall yeah. off of it. Yeah, he'll, he'll call it Wonder Walker. Car, exactly. car, yeah, Wonder Staff into it. <laughs> Wonder Staff, exactly. I think power will be his again. Yeah. People like the natural, right? That's what listeners are in this podcast for. They want natural references. Is that, that's where it's it must sure. be. It must be what it must be. Yeah. Um,. Alicia and uh, Lucy manage to tune in Annie, Max, and Dylan on the walkie-talkie. The women take off after them, but um, just as she's, uh, Alicia is talking to Morgan about trying to rein in her bloodlust, 
Lucy's car runs over a plank with nails sticking out of it and crashes. Um, Morgan catches up to them. He suggests the kids probably still their radio on. Mm -hmm. uh, so Alicia should talk to them. So she does. Yeah. One kid's inside, right? Inside the. Yeah. Yeah, and it's he's like he looks pretty beat up, <laughs> which again maybe say like what's That's, going on with these that kids? One's, that one's still in, I think. He's but she goes crazy. through this whole soliloquy about oh, I lost my mom, I lost my brother, I know how much you're hurting and scared, um, and then nothing. Just as the as the recap I'm looking at says crickets in response. Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, it's just a one note thing that they're stuck on right now, right? They're 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 the worst that save. By the way, they're the worst that saved people so so far this season. Yeah, they get well, they get hurt more. More and more, say trying to save people than than anything else. Yeah, we we the the, cur the bar was set pretty high in the first episode when they're like, "Hey, we're coming to get you!" and a giant plane comes in and crashes just immediately. Like, <laughs> just go home. Just well, so, go I mean, home. how many evil children are we going to have to deal with? I know, and then like they the lose their home. Time we've had this, you know. Yeah, they do all of that to lose their home. Like it's it's like the, this this idea is like the universe is telling you not to do this. This is the worst idea you have. Don't I, do. I don't disagree because, but I do like. There's a kind of comedy of errors aspect to it that I do enjoy, just because it's like I liked. I I mean, we all liked at the end of last season where it's like, oh, they're just gonna be like, you know, like do-gooders now. They're gonna be treasure protectors. They're gonna be just doing like for the sake of the good cause of saving people. Walking and now we're and yeah, and now we're yeah. They're all they're all David Carradine. <laughs> it's like I'm gonna save you, and then I fall down a flight of stairs, and then <laughs> like, I, then I'm gonna know, crash my brain. plane. This yeah, whole first, this whole season so far has been yeah. like they are not doing great at this plan, no, even though their God, plan is like all. the most altruistic thing you could do in the zombie apocalypse. It was almost comedic with the kids watching. Like you can't even save yourself. <laughs> like why? Why in the world do we expect you Where to, be able to, to cut save that up? Cut that clip of Tony Stark saying, "Not a great plan for yeah. <laughs> It did. I almost had to look at the kids. Like she did give them a look, like you guys saving people. Like it did. It did make you have that kind of reaction because they don't seem to have their shit together yet. The uh, by the time night falls, the the uh, three of them meet up with John and June at Humbug's Gulch. Uh, Morgan sees Dwight. And he's a little stunned. And uh, then, you know, kind of, I guess he could have really gone into Dwight or whatever, but he's like, they've all, all done terrible things, Morgan says, and now we're all trying to atone. Yeah, we got we to gotta back up a bit, because we had, like, the whole, like, action sequence with um, which with all the walkers, like, in, like, coming over the onto the car and everything, and then yeah. Garrett Dillahunt gets that great, like, shoot the axe moment and split he gets the, the play oh like, i'm sorry he gets the play we can't miss that part yeah he, we, like this is a this is a good episode for him to be like i guess i'm using my guns a lot because like i'm such a great shot and so he's like it's all a bunch of six shooters happening it's like they still lean into the idea of them being in this western town and like how you play with that in a zombie world like it's basically watching red playing red dead undead nightmare the the zombie <laughs> It's even cool to because even while he's re he's loading up his guns, like they they have time to have that a little bit more of a, a June and and John conversation, which is I, you want it. I oh, wanted right. to see that. Well, um, he also there's a shot where he uh, ricochets it off an axe. Yeah. He shoots it at he shoots a bullet at the axe, it splits yeah. the bullet in two, 
Doo and kills both walkers. Oh, it's awesome. And, and that's the second time he's done that. that <laughs> I'm looking just... at this like he says, like, hold up the axe. And I'm like, what possibly what is, is that going to do? Is he gonna, what is he going to do? Hit the I axe. Knew he, yeah. I knew. And it splits the bullet. <laughs> as soon as he said to hold up the axe, that's when I went, is he going to do it? Is they really going to do the, the ricochet bullet? And yes, he did. Like this is one of the more comic booky episodes of the season. Oh, like, for like, sure. It, it, it this plays a lot like you can like you can watch a lot of this in big splash panels and like just see that like John going all like you know action heavy on this and see big shots of him like flipping his guns around on pages and whatnot. Even the movement, like when he's running, like they 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 strategically put the the walkers in a, in places where every shot he just you know he nails it like bop 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 it's not even a thought you know he's just he's just doing it he's just running out and and, and doing it so but it's I fun it. it's I, like oh i enjoyed it yeah I once they that. once they kind of deal with dwight's uh sherry shit now you gotta be confused sherry <laughs> sure. sure. Hey, God, now, now that he's once they get Dwight out of his kind of Sherry dilemma where he's like in the car and all the walkers are all over the car, which I actually like those shots of him just like in the car searching for the map or, right. or like whatever her sign is. And all the zombies are like right around the car. It's a pretty cool, like contained situation he's in once they get him out of that. And then it's like him and uh, Jen Elfman's character. And I always forget her name. Uh, where is it? June. June. Thank you. Of course, June. Him, June, and John, and they're all just like fighting off the walkers or whatnot. It's just good stuff. It's good, like, good, just uh, zombie killing action filmmaking. Good old fashioned zombie killing. You can't beat it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, then it gets to the old, you know, tonight, and yeah, Morgan, right. Morgan well, comes in. Know, it's like, well, they, they also find out that the VIN uh, in the car doesn't match the registration. Mm. Uh, on on what uh, Sherry written her last note, so it might be in a different car that she. Yeah, there's hope. There's hope. Yes, sir. But there was, to, you know, I, the only complaint I would have is if they did a couple of times they did the, I was in the same place you were. Yeah, you know, well, kind I mean, of like conversation the, a little bit too much. They repeated yeah, it a little too much. That but, whole thing with uh, um um, if you want to call her Olivia. Alicia uh, try, talking to the kids over the radio kind of brought that home in a major way. You know? Yeah, it, it, it's like it's it's a little bit much. You have to kind of find a new way to switch it up because it, it's you overdoing it with that. It's like a mantra now. I do like when Morgan and Dwight first meet up, and Morgan's first thought is like. Do you take twenty? Like just which highway to like get to this mm-hmm. position? <laughs> like, that's a, that's a They're good, already like, shorthanding it, right? Like you don't even need to like understand how free you just get. Like oh, I see what they're doing. <laughs> it's like how? Oh, so you took this route, huh? Like that's. Where I come from? Turnpike sign that says exit yeah. and spin off. Yeah. <laughs> it was such a moment with Morgan because he's like, you came, you came from where I came from. It's a the happy moment for him. Anyway, like you said, Nightfall, they all get together at Humbug's Gulch. I just keep saying that as many times as I can. <laughs> How many points do you get when you say that? I don't know. Maybe uh, the great people of Humbug's Gulch will uh, let me know. <laughs> um, Alicia asked Dwight about the roadblocks. 
He said he'd only be able to explore to a certain extent. There was one that was so big he couldn't get through it. And uh, not for long, so she, she stood in front of that, that obstacle. Um, they start dismantling it, and Rax, uh, Max radios that he and his siblings were on the way to the truck stop. Um, the timing's kind of convenient, and it seemed like a trap, and a surprise, yes it was. Of course. Uh, no sooner had Alicia told Morgan that at last, you know, anytime somebody says something like, we're starting to feel like we're on the right track, you know mm-hmm. something's going to happen. Uh, they spot the kid's van. Uh, in it is a cowering, blood-spattered Dylan. From there, we cut to Annie and Max adding more walkers to their roadblocks. Uh, think they bought it, she asked her brother. Definitely, said Max, adding that he was sure Dylan wouldn't crack. Uh, he'd find out why they were really hanging around and who took their friend, and then they'd never have to bother them again. More evil kids. More evil kids. Or oh, just kids that just don't want them to follow them. Yeah, so now I'm wondering, like, what else, what else is part of their game plan here? Like, is there something yeah. they're hiding? Or, hmm. I don't know. Or, or do just, they just... They just don't want them in their business? They just don't get in my business. Like, it seems like that's what it is, and they're going to go to an extreme to do it to the point where they might get in trouble themselves. What is the goal right now? What, like, what is what are Morgan and like Alicia trying to do right now? They're just trying to like get back home, or well, they don't even. Have, I don't think even that because they don't have the home anymore. Right? Yeah. I just think that their goal is just to, to help the people that they came in contact with, even to the point of almost threatening help. Like you're going to get help no matter what, whether you like it or not. I I don't know that because that because. I don't try to because it's been. <laughs> I've watched so many things since the first episode where they set up the whole Matt Frewer Max Headroom situation where it's like, wait, so is that still a thing? Like, is he still like? Is, well, is plus they're place? waiting for Strand because he keeps saying and Strand's he's about coming. yeah, he's the plane, right? He or he wanted to get the plane from Daniel, right. but also and, like, and then we still have what are their names? Mo Collins and um, Daryl Mitchell. They're still like what hanging out back outside of mm-hmm. that place. Yeah. Like, they, he either has them captive, or they're just still chilling outside, like, waiting to ambush them or something. I just think they're just outside, like, the last we saw them. Isn't that the last we saw them? Yeah, like, the they were still outside. With their, having, having some beer. With their half supplies that he threw out, like, and told them to take and get out of here. Mm-hmm. That's it. Yeah, they don't really have a purpose. <laughs> Wait, I don't think they really have one. So right here's now. like, so I guess that's the thing because I like I like this episode a lot as mm-hmm. far as we're seeing a slice of life. Kind of here's what happens if we did a western episode, basically, and we have yeah. some of the side yeah. plots going on still as well. But it's like, what's the overall story right now? Oh, like, and they got to find uh, what you call it, the, who's missing. They don't even they don't know where she is. They don't know where she is, yeah. So there's a lot of open strands right now. Pun intended. There's yeah. a lot of open things going on right now. Yeah. And I, I I'm not gonna say it's a mess, but it is so more. It it seems a little less focused than compared to last season, where it had a pretty cool like back and forth plotline thing going on before, mm-hmm. like, then then it turned into like a, you know, crazy woman's in a truck coming in again kind of thing going on. So right. Well, they're in. I mean, this season they're they're invested in each other. Like last season, they were everyone was trying to just be on their own. Like they were going to just not, you know, they just wanted to leave. And Morgan had to keep again. Morgan had to have a mantra of "stay together, stay together." Can't we stay together? Kind of thing. And now they're they're invested. And this season, it's 
we're going to help you. We're going to help you. We're going to help you. And, you know, and everything is telling them not to because they're either either the person is dead before they get there or it's a trick. Which does help me. It like it weirdly endears me to this season just because I like the idea of people wanting to help other people, especially mm-hmm. in the most nihilistic of situations, which is right. a zombie apocalypse, which right. is I get plenty of that in The Walking Dead Prime. So it's like, how is this show going to keep surviving? Well, that's an interesting angle. Have them become heroes essentially mm-hmm. like that's that's such a neat way to take it so like i can I, i'm cutting a lot of slack to the show right now because of its plot mess do, be, despite its plot messiness because of like, i like the kind of overall drive that everyone seems to have it's so not it's such a more it's such a positive thing to get behind compared to well we mostly hate each other and we're probably gonna die so who cares about anybody i'm for myself mm-hmm. like that's that gets a little stale after a while. Yeah, even the right. Dwight thing was not a, you know, I really wanted to hurt you or kill you thing. It mm-hmm. was more of a stay away from, you know, mm-hmm. I just wanted to get to the car. I didn't, you know, I didn't didn't really want to come at you kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, there was single-minded. Yeah, yeah, which is a single-minded thing. And, and, and yeah, so that, that's like, yeah, I think this is where we're at. You know, they might add some more people to it, maybe. Yeah. I mean, a lot, we're juggling a lot of balls in terms of radiation, max headroom, mm-hmm. and evil yep. kids, but yep. <laughs> we'll see what happens. They're in a land they don't, you know, like they don't have any of the answers to this area. So mm-hmm. everything is a, you know, it's a mystery at the same time trying to to uh, accomplish these all these objectives. Okay. I That's dig your it. episode. I dig it. So what do you guys give this in Toby's? Uh, for me, I, I enjoyed the hell out of it. I, I give it a, uh, uh, I guess a four out of five. This is, I didn't have any real problems except for the, you know, the constant, you know, I was, you know, in the same position you were and repeating and, and Charlie doing the same thing. I mean, and Alicia doing the same thing with the kids. Uh, other than that, I mean, it was just fun. I mean, seeing John and June, you know, kind of interact with each other. It was a nice, nice little banter that they had to get to, you know, to see them together, a couple uh, together. Uh, just hope they don't kill them off. That's just, that yeah, gets we, tiring, too. Yeah, we've been talking about how the, the real chemistry they seem to have together um, yeah. as a couple. That's pretty cool. I, I'm saying with Daryl, I think of solid four out of five Tobys. This is a very fun episode as far as like I said, getting the kind of distilled, like you can separate this pretty much entirely from the rest of the show and just see it as a simple, like, what if we did this this week kind of right. episode? And it's fun. It's, it's a lot of fun to watch, even with the, you know, the, the kid stuff and some of the, mm-hmm. the choices being made about how to introduce Dwight back again. Like I didn't, nothing like bothered me here beyond just like, you know, mild nitpicks or whatever, nothing that diminished my enjoyment of what I was watching. And yeah, you get an entire action sequence set in the Wild Wild West rodeo show where John's walking down Main Street blasting zombies with a revolver and splitting bullets with his rifle. It's like, yeah, I'm going to be into that. Like, that's fun. Yeah, I'm there. I'm there. Yeah, I have to make it the hat trick. I'll give it a four out of five, too. It's um, it's definitely, I like the way it's trying to set its own tone apart from the the main show. Mm -hmm. I really appreciate that about it. Um, and it's hard to say it has, you know, quote unquote humor, but like the gun food stuff in this episode or, you know, things like that kind of, those kind of moments wouldn't happen. I don't think in the main show, you know what I no. mean? Sure. I mean, you said earlier, Aaron, it's like it would be, uh, was comic booky, mm-hmm. you know, but not in a, like, you know, a comic book movie way. And it's I like the, that. 
it's like their posters. It's even funny. It's it's their posters are even comic booky for the show. You know, like the Alicia jumping up in the air, the mm-hmm. John with the with the guns out. You know, the, what I like what I like about that is it, it's emphasizing this. what we're talking about that they're heroes now. Yeah, like that's right. what they're, it's really trying to play very up. That these are guys yeah. you want to look you want to look at and be like, yeah, that's my hero. It's not right. just like this is the guy. These are the ones that have been surviving. He's like, no, oh, these right. guys, yeah, look how awesome they are. Look at these po- these hero poses they're making. It's pretty, yeah, it's like cool. Strike Force. Yeah. Yeah, like, uh, totally yeah, agree. Force. And I, would, yeah. I mean, I would, the Walking Dead Prime, like, it le- it's it occasionally tries to lean into being comic booky, but I think that's more by the way of, like, zombie gore than right. anything else. Like, it doesn't lean into, well, like, action also, heroics so much. I also think usually the things that leans in on the comic book side are, are big, like, big plot points from the comic. Sure. Right. Like, and the then prison it, set piece yeah, no. or. Mm-hmm. Negan, or you know, things like that, and then it really leans into it. So. But even like certain, like when you remember, like when we when we first got Michonne, or when we first got Abraham, Rosita, and um, Eugene, those are like exact images from the comics, but they're also right. like they're also very broad. Like it's such a like, what if there's a lone person in a robe having two walkers on chains? It's like that's wacky. Like you can take right. it as serious as you want to. You but know, that's some Dick, wacky shit put out there. They could have used Jesus in this. I don't know why. Like his character would have, like they did on the, the this character would have fit on the oh, wall. Yeah. I think the fear because of the direction it was going into. He had nothing to do in in Walking Dead, but I think in the way the character was built, it, I think in fear he would have a he would have a perfect fit. I right completely agree. I, it, it, I, I wish they could have construed some more contrived way to get him out of the show than killing I him know. and just bring him over here. <laughs> that I know. Like, just have him go and walk about. Like, I'm just going to leave and go and walk about and have him, like, just show up. Mm-hmm. That would have been a cool thing to do. So, uh, we each give it four, uh, Tobies. Normally, right now, we tell you what our uh, listeners think, but we're going to take a moment to thank our sponsor. Discount comic book service. Hey, Daryl, why should I, as a person who likes to spend money and buy cool things, go to discount comic book service? Uh, Because why pay full price when you don't have to? Okay, that's pretty compelling so far. I mean, and it's so it's it delivers right to your address. I mean, you can't beat that, right? You could have it delivered to work. You could have it delivered to your house. Uh, or if you have to hide it from from the family, how much money you're spending on comics, you can have it delivered to someone <laughs> else's house. But the point not, is, not not that you've ever had to do that. No. no, I never had to do that. I got it right at my house. Um, but yeah, they every month it's a new. You know, they have so many different deals as well. Like you know, there are things you can try out, new comics that you can you can check out. They have. So many, so many events right now going on, and 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 all the you know Marvel and DC and uh, even Image is you know doing little things here and there for their new stuff. I mean, and you can stay up with Walking Dead. I mean, if you're not spoiled on the comic like they're doing most of the time, um, you can get the collections like I do. Uh, and it's not only comics. Remember, they have gaming supplies. You know, I'm into yeah, the RPGs and they TV. have they have figures. that stuff. They have, T-shirts, collectibles, statues, stats, uh, it's always different. Nice, yeah, you know, nice uh, bookshelf editions like I like for my comics. You know, yeah, yeah, a lot of a lot of stuff. If you, like, if you're in the genres, like you know, like you, whether it's Walking Dead, horror, or or 
uh, sci-fi or, or, you know, superheroes, any of that, like they cater to you, which is, uh, nice. And they always, you know, and again, they always try to do something different every month. They always try to have different, uh, things available for you to try out and buy. Um, and at, also they have, uh, like if they have extra retail, they do these super sales. So that's kind of cool too. You never know what's going to be uh, something that you're going to have on sale until you you check out the new month. Absolutely. So and their prices are even cheaper than like Amazon most of the time. Oh, yeah, for sure. You know, if you check check the price, I mean, if you I mean if you have money to burn and throw around, then by all means, pay more. You know. Mm-hmm. But I don't know very many people that do. Yeah, I, I don't know what that means. I just I need to I'm burn. Sure they exist somewhere. <laughs> You put that fire out, you put that money in your pocket. If, um, if you're Richard Pryor and Brewster's Millions... <laughs> <laughs> Let me have that problem. There's a nice deep cut for you. Oh. Yeah, just keeping track, we have The Natural and Brewster's Millions, both baseball movies. Oh, yeah, how about that? <laughs> Very true. Okay, so uh, every week, and uh, we thank DCBService.com for their support every week, so we can bring you this wonderful podcast and talk to these wonderful people. About this wonderful show. And speaking of wonderful people who talk about this wonderful show, if you check out the Walking Dead TV podcast Facebook group, that would be at uh, facebook.com slash groups slash WDTV podcast. Um, by, by the way, join up because, you know, we have plenty of room. We have direct links to Aaron's longer form uh, reviews of television of uh, Walking Dead proper when it's on. And, um, you writing any reviews right now, Aaron? Uh, things um, I'm waiting for Preacher to start back up because I do cover Preacher when it's on. Obviously, I not obviously necessarily. But not everyone knows me. I, I do write weekly movie reviews um, for the new releases, so I have plenty of that going on. That's all we live. We live entertainment. Um, but actually, I do have a you know I'll, I'll throw this on the page right now. Actually, I I did get to see Jim Jarmusch's The Dead Don't Die, which is oh, a zombie comedy. I can't comedy. wait. I can't wait. And um, I was a very big fan of it. I'm also I'm, I'm both a big zombie movie fan and a big Jim Jarmusch fan. So this is kind of like, well, what if we put our chocolate and our peanut butter together kind of situation for me? But um, I, I am curious to hear. I, I'd love to hear what the listeners have to think say about the movie, because I Jim Jarmusch has a very specific style. Um, it's yes. more it's very it's more laid back and uh, deadpan um then you know many mainstream movies so I'd, I'd be curious you know i i know the trailer is quite popular and the cast is pretty awesome and i think the movie's pretty good but i'd be curious to hear kind of more of what people had to have to say about the film but uh, i was no. at, I, w- I was at living dead weekend and mm-hmm. uh, uh last weekend and a lot of people were raving about it um i ran into other zombie fans so yeah i'm really looking forward to it what i what I specifically like about the film is that it it, ha, it it does a lot to kind of pay tribute to specifically George A. Romero's Night of the Living Dead. It has a lot of references specifically to that film. Like there's other there's other references in there. Like there's like Jim Jarmusch obviously you know knows a good he knows enough about zombie films to know what he's doing. But uh, he really likes Night of the Living Dead. That's what I can tell based off the movie. So every week we ask if uh, what your Toby ratings are for the uh, the episode, and uh, but members of the Facebook group let us know. Uh, and we're going to start off this week with uh, Lisa Kelly, uh, three Morgans question mark out of five. Uh, the Dwight character and his reunion with Morgan made this episode. I hope Dwight lets uh, the Sherry storyline go. I couldn't care less what happened to her, and it's just too far out. From The Walking Dead episode was her leaving to care. 
Uh, the kids reveal in this episode is a little underwhelming. It felt like it was settling, setting up the next Walking Dead spinoff. That's going to be a wacky comedy about those kids on the road. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Man. Be called Hang Out with the Walking Dead. Um, they, both have, they both have the uh, Wonder Wonder Years theme song for some reason. <laughs> and they'll pick up a, a Great Dane and they'll solve mysteries. <laughs> it's got a lot of things going on. <laughs> There's a lot there. Yeah. A lot to unpack. They meet the uh, zombie Harlow Globetrotters. Oh, that was my favorite. And Don Knotts. <laughs> Gotta have him. Zombie Don Knotts. And you can't even tell because he looks the same. No, he just uh, shakes Dray the Irvin. same. Dre yeah. <laughs> Irvin, five Tobies. I thought this episode was so well done. I did take notice that Coleman Domingo directed tonight's episode and how much better it was than the previous two. I love the Wild West zombie shootout and how well the John, June, and Dwight characters meshed. I knew those kids were up to something, but I'm hoping they resolve that storyline quickly because it is boring. I hope I got enough O's and R's in there for you. Too bad. <laughs> yeah. uh, Johnny Stores, three, let's introduce creepy little kids, so we're used to it for the spinoffs out of five. Uh, as soon as Alicia start, kept calling them with no answer, I knew it was the damn kids. I don't like these new showrunners. I'm glad to see Dwight. Whatever the kids are hoarding is going to be huge. Uh, Richard Ch- Chopper, Cherry Charrington, the marathon runner. Uh, 4.5, drunken zombie bar brawl out of five. Uh, great to see Dwight again. He's going to make a good addition to the show. Zombie kill of the week goes to John splitting the bullet with the axe. Uh, my favorite episode of the season so far, although I sussed those kids were behind the Walker roadblocks. Looking forward to next week. And then uh, Charlie Messing chimed in at 4.5. Uh, out of five busts, I mean Toby's. Uh, finally took the time to catch up with Fear of the Walking Dead. Pretty good season so far. Uh, the episode's in. Uh, is it just me, or is the show getting a little campy? I mean, that western town, and I don't know. Anyway, I hope this big bad this season uh, are the creepy little kids. I think there will probably be more than that going on. But, like I said, if you would like to chime in with your Toby's, every week for, uh, for, for Fear of the Walking Dead. And by all means, go to the Walking Dead TV Podcast Facebook group and join us and do so. And let your words be heard all across the podcasting universe. Um, I just wanted to, if, if there's nothing else before we're going to sign out, I just wanted to say I went to, uh, I, got, I got to stop by Living Dead Weekend in uh, the Monroeville Mall uh, last weekend. And I don't know if anybody knows who that is. Monroeville that's, Mall that, that's is where... That's the mall from Dawn of the Dead, yeah. It's the original mall where they filmed Dawn of the Dead, is correct. Uh, but they're having, like, they had, like, a little mini zombie con there. They had cosplay, and they had some uh, celebrity appearances. Um, for instance, um, Tom Akins was there. Oh, cool. That was pretty cool. And uh, they had, like, some of the actors and actresses from the, uh, the Living Dead movies. Greg Nicotero was supposed to be here. But um, but didn't make it. Adrian Barbeau was though. Uh, Christine Romero, Warner Shook, also from Creep. It was a, a little Creep Show reunion. Tom Savini was there. Uh, John Harrison. So that was it. Was fun. I got to go to that panel. I didn't get to stay there very long because I couldn't bring the kids with me, and it wasn't my day to have uh, babysitting duties. So I, I dropped them with Grandma for just long enough for me to go walk around the, the floor and pick up a few tchotchkes and and. Um, all that, but it was a lot, it was a really great time, and uh, I definitely recommend it. Uh, every year they do this at the Monroeville Mall, then they do another one in Evan City at the church where Night of the Living Dead begins. 
Uh, oh, another okay. kind of, another kind of, yeah, hmm. another kind of fan con there. Uh, so if you go to livingdeadweekend.com, uh, you should definitely check that out if you're in the you know, Pittsburgh, uh, Eastern Pennsylvania, Western Ohio area. I heartily recommend it. It was a cool time. Oh, very cool. And I got the, uh, the graphic novel version of, uh, of night. Um, uh, no, no, the, uh, the graphic novel version of Creepshow. Oh. That came out with the movie. Um, oh. So it has like an EC Comics version of each of the stories. Uh, in Do the I movie. have that? I want to look at my Creepshow thing. It's, it's, it's yeah. magazine sized, mm-hmm. but it's like it's bound like a book. Cool. But that that was my big score of the day. But yeah, Li- Living Dead Weekend is great, and uh, I love to hear on. Uh, in our Facebook group about all of our, you know, cool listeners going to like, you know, Walker Stalker Con and other zombie cons. So by all means, uh, keep, keep those, uh, keep, you know, keep writing in with those reports. I, I had a great time. Oh, very cool. I'd love to go to the Monroeville mall one day. There's a, there's a statue there for George now. Yeah. I heard about that. Yeah. <laughs> I was at the dedication. It's like 10 minutes from my house. It's I. It's like if I want to go to the mall, that's the mall I go to. To uh, you know, get your various hardware supplies or I'm take, always, a, I'm get, take a blood pressure me. test. I, I you know I, I live at Forever Twenty One. You know that. <laughs> that I do. That I dr- do know that. Yeah. Dress dress barn woman. That, that is also where I like to hang out. Yeah, so. You have you have the best jeans. <laughs> that's what I, I always do. say about Jim. Well, thanks. Thanks so much. <laughs> you know, not everybody can pull these off. <laughs> Just my wife. Anyway. Take that, Russ. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, uh, another another week goes by. Another uh, Fear of the Walking Dead comes by. I don't know if there's any news this week. Uh, Aaron, was there any news? I'm, try- I'm trying to look up any. I thought, I thought. I mean, the, yeah, the Talking Dead thing was the only thing I could find. I was trying to think if there's something going on with, with Comic-Con. Um, I, don't, I didn't see anything uh, listed you. yet. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're going to be there. I mean, I know right, that. Right. I think there's like something like they're doing. I think as they get closer, there'll be more. Even the listeners catch it more. Quite catch it pretty quickly too. If there's something announced. Well, yeah, I just yeah. I just leave it to Mike Jones. Like that's, and they, <laughs> that's, they, that's they, my yeah, they pretty much yeah they pretty much will catch it. Our, our group is great for that. Yeah, they are. They are. Where you can find all of us, uh, well, we're not, you know, talking about this show specifically, uh, Daryl Terrell, where can people find uh, more of your work outside of this? Um, yeah, you can either, you can follow me on The Voice 123 or follow the Tailored Network on Twitter, or uh, it also has a iTunes feed, also a, a Spotify or Google Play or, you know, all that, or Stitcher Radio feed. Um, and again, you can hear me and, and Jim on Nothing's on. You can hear me and Russ on Gotham by Geeks, which is a Batman podcast. So there, and a whole bunch of other podcasts that are on the network that are great. So, Mr. Jim Deeds, where can people find more of you? Uh, OldMagicGaming.com. You can catch our weekly uh, uh, role-playing game podcast that we put up there with uh, background music and sound effects and voice modulation and things like that. We'll also be launching our YouTube channel, also called OldMagicGaming.com. Uh, later this month, we're pretty excited about that. We're going to have quite a bit of content on there, so go ahead and favorite that now, or uh, you know, ring the smash. Was it smash that bell? Ring that, hit that like button. Uh, I forget, I'm not sure what the parlance is for all that, but we're going to be launching that pretty soon. Uh, as Mr. Taylor said, the Taylor Network, TaylorNetworkPodcast.com. You can catch me on Nothing's On every week, where I try to rein in Donnie and Daryl 
uh, <laughs> with all their shenanigans and, and goings on and whatnot, uh, and try to get through the week's news and TV and uh, and other media um, and movies and whatnot. And uh, catch, uh, I think that's it for right now. Uh, Yoda Jones on Twitter. I am at Aaron's PS4 on Twitter, and you can find all of my other work at the com. That is my personal blog where everything that I do ends up over there. But yes, I do write weekly at uh, Weekly of Entertainment. Um, I also cover uh, Blu-rays and especially, particularly uh, Criterion Blu-rays over at uh, WhysoBlue.com. Um, my other podcast, Out Now with Aaron Day, we cover weekly movie releases. That's a lot of fun. We just put together a um, Men in Black episode. That was a lot of fun, actually, regardless of the movie. Um, and we also do commentary tracks every month. We just did one for Alien in honor of its 40th anniversary, which was a ton of fun. We had a lot of fun talking about the film Alien and everything that comes with it. All that's on iTunes and everywhere you can find our podcast out now. And, uh, yeah, with all that out of the way, guys, I think that's that's it for this episode of Fear the Walking Dead TV podcast. But um, and uh, let's see, when there's no more room in hell and the dead walk the earth, remember, what's cooler than shooting one walker? Shooting two at the same time. Thank you. Ew.